Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx by Cisco. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Dave Smith. It's Friday, May 6th, and we're bringing you real-time news. Fresh like live radio, but on demand like podcasts. Here's the latest. A judge in Georgia has ruled that Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene can remain on the ballot this year. A group of voters had challenged her eligibility because of her role in encouraging the January 6th riots. But the judge found the voters did not prove Greene actually engaged in insurrection. The final decision on Greene's eligibility now rests with Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger. Stocks ended the week at their lowest point this year, a day after the Dow plunged over 1,000 points, and despite a fairly optimistic April jobs report. The Dow lost ground for the sixth week in a row, down nearly 100 points today. The Nasdaq fell even more, losing 1.4%. One investor tells CNN the market is reacting as if we were in a recession. Ukrainian officials confirm a third U.N. evacuation effort in Mariupol has managed to get another 500 people out of the destroyed city, including around 150 or so women and children who had been hiding in the tunnels below the Azovstal steel plant. Russian attacks against the strategically located port city have been getting even more intense this week. If you, like me, love passive-aggressive family drama, look no further than the royals. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle have confirmed that while they will be attending the Queen's Platinum Jubilee, they will not be appearing in the Buckingham Palace balcony alongside her. Prince Andrew won't be either. That's because Queen Elizabeth has decided only royals who are doing her official bidding are allowed this year. The Queen reminding everyone blue blood is thinner than water. I'm a savage, yeah. Passwords. Necessary, but kind of annoying, right? Well, Apple, Google, and Microsoft have announced a joint effort to build support for passwordless sign-in across all mobile, desktop, and browser platforms under their control. Expect these changes to roll out in the coming year. Basically, your phone can be your main authentication device instead, where you just enter a PIN or use your fingerprint or even draw a pattern to replace your password. Hey, we like to hear from you. What do you think of the show? What do you want to hear more of? Email us at therefreshatinsider.com. Coming up, are we witnessing the end of office friendships? 
WebEx is driving hybrid work by ensuring almost anyone, almost anywhere can be seen, heard, and have the ability to contribute equally. Learn more at webex.com slash hybrid work. The sinking of the Russian missile cruiser Moskva in the Black Sea last month may have had a little help from U.S. intelligence. NBC News and other outlets quote sources who say the U.S. gave Ukraine real-time information confirming the ship was the Moskva and its location before Ukraine made the decision to hit it with missiles. Pentagon officials want to stay out of it, though. They deny providing specific targeting information and say they were not involved in the decision to strike the ship. There's a new proposed package of European Union sanctions on Russian individuals with some notable additions, according to CNN, including President Vladimir Putin's reported girlfriend, former Olympic champion Alina Kabaeva, who Putin denies being in a relationship with. Also, the head of the Russian Orthodox Church, Patriarch Kirill, who the Pope recently called Putin's altar boy. The guy who attacked Dave Chappelle on stage at the Hollywood Bowl Tuesday night won't face felony charges. 23-year-old Isaiah Lee is being looked at for possible misdemeanor charges, according to the Los Angeles DA. If guilty, he could face up to one and a half years in prison. Lee ran on stage and tackled Chappelle, who wasn't hurt in the incident, but Lee had a fake gun with a knife blade in his bag. Residents of Shanghai are turning to NFTs to try and preserve digital evidence of their days in strict COVID lockdown. Many of the city's 25 million residents have resorted to immortalizing images and videos in the blockchain in order to hide them from the Chinese government, which is infamous for blocking and deleting speech it doesn't like. One programmer tells Reuters this effort is part of a people's rebellion. A 16-year-old girl who's requesting to remain anonymous is leading a class action lawsuit against Snapchat. She's accusing the app of failing to protect users, saying it's incredibly easy for adults to connect with kids and sexually exploit them. As a 12-year-old, the girl was in contact with an active duty Marine who saved her photos and videos from Snapchat and shared them with others online. He was convicted last year of charges related to child pornography and sexual abuse. Office friendships are over. Insider's Rebecca Knight says they're an endangered species since the rise of remote working. And with no water cooler talk and zero face-to-face time, it's hard to make meaningful friendships in the workplace these days. And Rebecca says this is both a good and bad thing. Rebecca, you met one of your best friends at a job. Can you tell us about that? Gladly, Rebecca. Yes, I met Allison Beard in 1999 in New York City. We were both in our early 20s, new to New York, starting at the FT, the Financial Times, and we clicked. We, we, and she's today, to this day, one of my nearest and dearest humans. I felt so conflicted reading your article, Rebecca, because I recently moved to a new city, started a remote job, and I'm both really happy that work no longer has this outsized role in my life, but I'm also an adult that has to make friends now, and I can't really do that remotely. So what are the benefits of work friendships? 
Well, the benefits of work friendships are actually really intuitive that when you are going to a place and you happen to have people that you enjoy being around that you can tell stories to and and hear stories from that you can gossip with that get you that uh, make you laugh you enjoy your work more. So you Mm -hmm. feel more satisfied. And also that makes you more productive, more engaged. So there's a lot of there's a lot of good in work friendships. What else are we losing when we no longer find friends at work? As you said, Rebecca, it's hard to make friends as an adult. Mm -hmm. As an adult, you just have less time, particularly as you get older, because you might have kids and you might be buying a house and you've got to mow your lawn on the weekends and, and things like that. So it is work takes up a lot of our time. So if we aren't finding friends at work, it's just it's it's harder to find friends. But you do write, Rebecca, that the fact that work has become more transactional isn't terrible. You know, it, it's a trade-off worth making. So what do we gain when our coworkers are just that, coworkers? Well, look, there's plenty that's really healthy about this because when jobs are more transactional, they're just a job. It's something that you do for seven or eight hours a day and you get paid to do it. And Hopefully that means you're better able to compartmentalize, that work stresses won't won't linger in the same way because you aren't necessarily as worried about the people. Um, you don't necessarily have the social bonds, the connections, and it's just a job. And that could be healthier for a lot of us in the long run. What does this mean for employers, though? Well, (laughs) I think we're already seeing the effects of what this means for employers. When jobs are more transactional, we're much more likely to just walk away when it's not when it's not cutting it for us anymore. And I think that that's what we're seeing in the great resignation. People have been quitting their jobs at record numbers for going on a year now. What advice do you have for people trying to build friendships in this new virtual work environment? It is really weird and really hard to build (laughs) friendships in this new work environment. I'm actually writing an advice column on on this topic this week, Rebecca. Someone had written in to me saying, I love working from home. I wouldn't trade it for anything, but I'm really lonely. And I, I sometimes go for hours, even a day, without talking out loud to a single person. Mm-hmm. So I spoke with an expert, and she talked about having um, toddlers might call it parallel play. So you you get on a Zoom with your colleagues for a couple of hours, and you don't necessarily have a meeting with them, but you're working in parallel. You are doing, you're, you're, you're each working on your work, and so you're open to conversation. You're open to having someone ask you questions. And so that could also just help and simulate the idea that you're working together in an office where you could say, hey, does anyone feel like a snack? And, and it could make <laughs> you feel a little bit, a little bit closer to your colleagues. So that's one idea. So, Rebecca, we both work at Insider, and we've talked a few times now. Want to be my friend? I would love to be your friend. You've got a great name. Come on. (laughs) Thank you so much, Rebecca Knight. (laughs) Rebecca Knight is a senior correspondent covering careers and the workplace for Insider. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Make sure to follow the Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. The Refresh from Insider is produced by Frank Alito, Grace Eliza Goodwin, and us, Rebecca Ibarra, and Dave Smith. 
Carrie Donahue is our executive producer, Andy Bowers is head of audio at Insider, and we had extra help this week from Rob Gunther. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful weekend. 